Many are getting weak. Many are failing and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's word through his special servants. And now, today's message. If you don't receive it in the spirit, it will be of no relevance to you. It will be as good as coming and then coming to hear twinkle, twinkle, little stars. How oh, I wonder what you are. Ba, 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 twinkle, twinkle, little stars. But when you are in the spirit, you hear the voice of God. Tonight, may you hear the voice of God. Amen. And how do you get in the spirit? We are going to pray in other tongues. You know, many of us are coming from, how many of us are coming from work to this place? You are coming from work, right? Yeah, so it means that you have had a lot of things that have brought a lot of tension, pressure all over your mind. So some of you, your mind is all is full of numbers, accounting, numbers, 2,545 cities, and five cities is missing. We have to account for that five cities. So ah, that's what you are thinking about. You are still in the flesh. Are you understanding me? Some of you too, you made so much money, so you are just saying hallelujah, hallelujah. What am I going to do next? Which business? You And others too did not make any sale at all. <laughs> Amen. So, a lot of things can cloud your mind. So, you need, when you come to the presence of God like this, if you want to really connect with the spirituality of the atmosphere, you need to learn to build up yourself. That's why we do the worship, we do prayer, we do all of those things. It's just an attempt to carry us into a certain realm. So, it is not to be taken for granted. Because without you being in that realm, no matter how the communication comes, you will not get it. And if you don't get it, what should you do? Forget about it. Hallelujah. Tonight we'll forget about it. I said we'll get it. Amen. So we are going to do something. We are going to pray in the spirit for the next three minutes. And I want you to pray as hard and as fast as you can. Open up your hearts because you want to hear from God. You don't want to hear from Ebenezer. No. Uh, brother Eben, I don't have much to give you. But when the Holy Spirit ministers through me, that is what you need. You need to hear from God. Is someone ready to pray right now? Say, Father, Father, as I pray, as I pray in the Spirit, in the spirit lift me up, lift me into, up a, into the realm, realm where I can hear your very voice. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Begin to pray in the other tongues. Begin to pray in other tongues right now. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Shanda lekabora si palaba shonda laba manda laba 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 supata manshata laba iraka patosa la patom radiba la brande la bela 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 koshapa la pando shapata ragada come on get serious get serious and pray the spirit now apala bala 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 raba shanda la bala bala ragada ba la pando la bala manda la bala le pala Mashatala Baba, Mamma Baba, 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 Baba
Jesus Christ. Hmm. Say, Father, Father, I declare declare my heart is open, my my mind is ready ready to receive receive with humility humility, your word word that will position me rightly for destiny destiny, and fulfillment and for fulfillment fulfillment of your assignments assignments upon my life. I declare the voice of the Lord will come to my spirit and my life will never be the same again. Say, thank you, Jesus, that you speak to me tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Precious Holy Spirit, we are grateful to you that you are here in this place. Indeed, the scripture has rightly told us that where two or three are gathered in your midst, there you are in their midst. Thank you, Lord. We are gathered in your name. There you are in their midst. Therefore, tonight, I know you are going to minister to us. Have your way in this place, precious Lord. Glorify your name. For those who are in person and those who are online, Lord, let a word of power, a word that will minister to their very hearts, Father, be ministered to them in the name of Jesus. Let that word come forth and let your glory be seen. I thank you, Lord, that you are here in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Turn to somebody behind, beside you and tell the person you hear from God. Tell the person you hear from God, just like I will hear from God. And I declare over your life, you will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to Jesus. Can you take your seats in the presence of God? Let's celebrate the Lord, everybody. Celebrate the Lord with a shout of praise. Oh, hallelujah. That doesn't sound like a shout. If the person is not shouting beside you, suspect the person violently. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. Uh, tonight, uh, we are continuing with our Holy Ghost Convention. And in Holy Ghost Convention, we trust God to hear from the Holy Spirit. And uh, tonight, uh, I want to share with you a few thoughts about the Holy Spirit and about His work in our lives. Uh, for the past three days, I've been sharing with you on the subject uh, that the purpose of everything is kingdom service. The purpose of everything is kingdom service. And until uh, so we begin to understand these things, we will not be able to make full proof 
proof of our lives and of our callings and of our ministries on the earth. Why? Because we will not be aligned to what God is doing. And it's until you are aligned with what God is doing that you begin to become relevant in the kingdom of God. Outside what God is doing, there's no relevance. There's no relevance. And my heart's desire, my desperate desire, is that somebody will hear clearly from God tonight and that you'll be positioned for greatness and for glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Acts chapter 1, the verse 1 to the verse number 9. I'm going to read very quickly and speedily and make sure that you have your Bibles, your notepads, your pens or pencils or whatever recording devices with you and follow promptly because I'm trusting God to get to a certain place tonight and my desire is that you hear from God. I started reading it. It said that the former treatise, which meaning letter, have I made oath your flaws of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up after that he through the holy ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen so uh, the writer over here who he, in this case is dr luke he wrote the book of luke was writing to uh, a roman uh, leader called Theophilus, and he had written a book of luke to him earlier telling him the things about the words the teachings and the actions of jesus christ until the time when jesus had what been lifted up into heaven when he had given commandments to his disciples. So you realize that the book of Luke chapter number 24, that is where the Luke ends. When it ends at the, at the ascension of Jesus Christ, when he had told them to tarry in Jerusalem until they endured with power from on high. And he spoke a few words to them. And the Bible said, as he was speaking to them, he was lifted up into the clouds. He was parted from them and he ascended into heaven. So here, the writer is continuing that message. That letter, he was sending a follow-up letter to tell him other things. What had happened after that? Because after Jesus had departed, the man was still hearing about certain people who were doing certain things. Things he did not understand, wanted to make inquiry. And for Luke, that was one of the ways he was going to evangelize to people in high places. You see, evangelism comes in different styles. So every group have the means by which you can reach them. The rich have a means you can reach them. The poor have a means you can reach them. Those who are in the middle class have a means you can reach reach. The uneducated have there's a way you can reach the uneducated and there's a way you can reach the educated until you understand the dynamism in evangelism we may not be very effective in our assignment. So he was writing to him sharing the gospel about what Jesus taught and did. Is that not the same thing that we preach everywhere? about what Jesus said and what he did. That is the gospel. The gospel is about what Jesus stood for, what he came to do, the assignment he, God sent him to uh, do in the life of humanity. And so in this case, he presented it in a very uh, professional, very uh, intelligent manner so that the, right, that the reader will understand and appreciate from a certain perspective. So that is the background of, the, of, of, of what I'm reading. So the Bible says, in the, I'm continuing to, from the verse number 3 to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God the Bible says and being assembled together with them that is talking about the disciples and the followers of Jesus he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the father which see 
yet he, you have heard of me. And I shared with you that who is the promise of the Father? The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Glory to Jesus. The Bible says, for John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. Not many days from now. He said, so you realize that he's giving them some, some, some last words before his departure into heaven. And he's making some things very relevant to them. The Bible says, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, would thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Every Jew was looking for the manifestation of the kingdom. Every Jew understood, has a certain uh, appreciation that there's a kingdom coming. And in that time when Jesus was going up, they were under Roman, uh, Roman, Roman authority. The, the, the Roman Empire had taken over the kingdom and they were paying royalties to Rome. So even apart from the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were, uh, and the lawyers and the religious leaders who were governing the affairs of the Israelites, they were actually under the control of the Roman emperor uh, and he was working through um, uh, what was his name uh, Herod other, other, other commanders uh, that, and leaders that he had released into the various provinces of whom Israel was part so they knew Jesus was the Messiah okay he had died and they, for them the Messiah is a savior somebody like Samson Samson was a kind of Messiah. So if Jesus was a Messiah coming, then they expected that he also come as a general and come and strike down their enemies or gather some uh, low army and then arise with them and go and attack the, the, the Roman Empire and deliver the kingdom back to Israel. So they were now wondering, ah, okay, now you have resurrected. <laughs> the days of being cool are over. So it, uh, what, what is going to happen next? So they asked him that question and listen to what Jesus tells them. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. That is the answer he gives to them. But what are they supposed to do? They are to receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon them. Remember in the verse number 5, he spoke about the Holy Ghost. That they should wait and receive the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost that was supposed to come to them. Verse number five. Uh, he said, but you, he said, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. So the, their expectation was not for that physical kingdom. Their expectation as part of the kingdom of operations was to wait for the Holy Spirit. So he gives them further insight and tells them, when the Holy Ghost comes, you are going to receive power. Power to do what? That you may be what? Witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. The Bible says in the verse number 9, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Whilst they were waiting for the kingdom of God, Jesus is telling them that the most relevant thing in the establishment of the kingdom is that you will be witnesses of me. You know, the, 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 the manner in which the kingdom of God is built is different from, is different from the, uh, how natural kingdoms are built. You know, natural 
kingdoms are built or expanded by going to war and then are subjecting a certain group of people under your uh, your authority. So you look at how the British uh, uh, the the, the British kingdom monarchy was growing and will go to other nations. They came to Ghana and then they they, 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 they subdue us either through force or through trickery and cause us to submit unto them. By that they were expanding their kingdom. But here is telling them that the kingdom does not go, grow through wars. You know, that's why some people of other religions will say that they are going on a holy war, a jihad. What, are, what is that? It is about kingdom expansion, kingdom growth. So when they go and they subdue the people, they force them to align with their thoughts and their ideologies. But that is not the way of the kingdom of God. How does the kingdom of God grow? How is the kingdom of God established upon the earth? It is by making known the, the Lord Jesus and his teachings. So he said that, stop asking about the kingdom. But what is relevant is that you receive power after the Holy Ghost whom I have promised you comes upon you. So that you may be what? Witnesses of me. Witnesses. Who is a witness? Somebody who gives a testimony some, uh, to a certain matter. Somebody who tells, says that I am an eyewitness. I saw this thing and I can testify about it. That person is called a proof producer. People who by their words and by their lives, by their, their speech and by their actions will produce proof of who? Witnesses of me who is me Jesus Christ so as kingdom citizens what we are supposed to do for the expansion of the kingdom is not necessarily getting a lot of money or wealth but rather in the spread of the message of Jesus Christ in the spread of the name of Jesus making Jesus Christ known Making him known, making people aware of who he is, of his assignments, of why it is important to align yourself with Jesus Christ. That is why the devil will do everything possible to fight this message because he knows that our kingdom does not grow by natural means. Our kingdom grows by letting the next person hear about this person called Jesus. So anyone who tells another person about Jesus Christ is considered of great value in heaven. Of great value in heaven. In heaven, it is not the rich people who are considered in places of greatness. No. It is those who tell others about Jesus. You shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and unto the ultimate part of the earth. But how are they going to get this achieved? He said that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You know, when the purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Abuse is inevitable. When, if we don't know that the chairs that we are seated on are for sitting, you see that people be carrying it on their heads and they'll say that they are using it for umbrella. Are you understanding me? If the purpose of a thing is unknown, abuse is inevitable. It is something that will surely come. That if you don't understand why this relationship is, in, uh, uh, we are having such a relationship, you are going to abuse the relationship. In fact, that is the reason why a lot of marriages are breaking down because the couple don't understand the purpose of the marriage. They don't understand their individual purposes in their lives. And because of that, they abuse their relationship with each other. They refuse to appreciate 
it? Why this person is in my life at such a time as this? Why? When the purpose of a matter is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Abuse is inevitable. Now, God, because of a certain assignment, has sent us the Holy Spirit. If you don't understand as children of God, the purpose of the Holy Spirit will abuse his presence in our lives. So, whenever we talk about the Holy Spirit in most traditional churches, right? When you say Holy Ghost is here, everybody's now expecting oh, healing, miracles, money, and a whole lot of things. So, before long, we realize that oh, in all our expectations of the Holy Ghost, they are just for selfish interests, selfish desires, selfish manifestations. When they say, oh, the Holy Ghost is here, now all of a sudden people are just looking for some theatrical uh, something so that they will say, ah, something happened. Then it becomes as though we are empowered in the flesh. We are empowered in the flesh. We come to the presence of God and we say, Oh, the power of God is so strong. Why? Because we're so happy and we enjoyed ourselves and we danced and we shouted and celebrated. But what happened after all of that? Nothing. 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 That means that the end to which that visitation came was unachieved was unachieved whenever we are talking about the holy spirit it's not just some fire that has come to put fire in your bones for you to feel convicted and begin to shake and then vibrate and say oh i'm feeling me i see i can see him in my eyes oh i can feel something over here oh he's like heat that ran through me Ooh, ah, no no, no. All of that is for a purpose. All of that is for a purpose. And the purpose he outlines very clearly in the verse number 8. He said that you may be witnesses of me. Listen, in the, in, the, in the dying days of the Lord Jesus when he was upon the earth physically, there were three major messages that I see that were ringing in, all, in his discourse with his disciples, telling them things that he, he found that they were so crucial that he had to put aside all the parables that he was sharing before and then to communicate in clear terms. There were three things I saw. Number one, so winning. You go into all the earth and make disciples of all nations. He said you preach their gospel, teaching them the words that I've taught you. So that was number one. That is what most of the time we go, we call the Great Commission. And in most cases, we say that those are the last words of Jesus. Those were not the only last words of Jesus. The second thing you see Jesus talking about was instructions concerning the kingdom. So the kingdom also become a very vital message that Jesus left us with. And the third one I, I found repeatedly in his speech was about the Holy Spirit and its power. Three messages. So winning. World evangelization. Letting people hear about Jesus and about his teachings, the instructions he had given us. Number two, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God that, that God was going to establish in the earth. And then number three, about the Holy Spirit. Go and study the book of Luke chapter number 24. You study from the verse number 40 downwards. You realize that these three things are there. You go to the book of Acts chapter 1. You realize that these three things are there. And Acts chapter, Luke chapter 24 and Acts chapter 1 were the last few minutes or hours of Jesus on the earth before his ascension into heaven. 
before his ascension into heaven. So you see these three things over there. Acts chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 or 1 to 8. You find it over there. Matthew chapter 28, 16 to 20. You find him sharing the God, telling them that they should go and preach and let everybody know about the message. Luke chapter 24, 40 to somewhere around uh, uh, 51. You see it over there. All of them, these three messages are there. It was the prayer of Jesus Christ for the Holy Spirit to be given. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the response to the prayer of Jesus for the believers. John chapter 14 verse 16 to 17. He said, I, Jesus, I will pray the Father. I will beseech him. I will entreat him. If I have to fast and pray, I'm going to do it. I'll pray the Father. Why will he entreat the Father? That he will give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Who is that comforter? Verse 17 tells us, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. Hallelujah. If you are a child of God, he said that you know the Holy Spirit. You know him. Why? Because he shall dwell with you. He dwelleth with you and he shall be in you. The prayer of the Lord Jesus was for the Spirit to be given. The Spirit will be with the church. Not just to be with us, but to live in us. And he said that this one that is coming, he will not be like me in one area. And is that he shall be with you forever. He shall be in you forever. He shall abide with you forever. So, at no point in your life should you ever imagine that the Holy Ghost is leaving you. Lift up your right hand. Say, Holy Spirit will never leave me. Say he will never leave me. Do you believe that? Yeah. Some people say that, oh, when you go and fornicate, oh, because of the fornication, then the Holy Spirit leaves you. Now, that, by that, I'm not saying go and fornicate. But you see, we need a balance of truth. This is what Jesus said. He will not leave you. If he leaves you, who will save you out of that situation? And you think that because of our imperfections, God wants us to die. No. So you may it may affect your conscience, and once your conscience is affected, if you don't have the knowledge of the truth or your conscience is not washed by the word of God, it affects your fellowship. But it never breaks your relationship. Never breaks your relationship. The fellowship is even based on you. If you understand, you have knowledge of the truth, have understanding of grace. That has been made available. You have awareness of the power, the efficacy, the potency, and the functionality of the blood of Jesus Christ. When you understand these things, your fellowship with the Holy Spirit is uninhibited. It's uninhibited. It is no stop. There's no impedance. There's a constant flow. Constant flow. A constant flow. He'll wash you with a washing of regeneration. He'll wash you so that you come back on track. Glory to Jesus. But he will never leave you. I said he will never leave you. I said he will never leave you. I said he will never leave you. Why can I say this so boldly? Because Jesus said it. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's the fulfilled promise of the Father. 
He's the fulfilled promise of the Father. Luke chapter 24 again, verse 46. Jesus said, that, and thus it is written, that it, that, and thus it behoved Christ to die and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins uh, should be preached in his name. So you see, the gospel among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send you the promise of the Father. So it wasn't just the, pray- the Holy Spirit was not just the desire and the prayer of Jesus for the church. The Holy Spirit was also a promise that the Father himself had made. You know, I used to think that the Holy Spirit was just what Jesus prayed the Father for us. But as I was studying the Master, I realized that they kept Jesus himself kept making reference to him as the promise of the Father. At what point in time did the Father promise us the Spirit? Jesus had a certain information and he had told them, hey, apart from me praying for the Father, the Father delights to give you the Spirit. It is a good pleasure of the Father to give you the kingdom, little children, delivered by the Holy Ghost. So, the Holy Spirit is a promise of the Father. When did he promise? Joel chapter number 2. Joel chapter number 2. Verse number 28. Can you show us that scripture? What is written over there? Joel chapter number 2. There was a promise that was made many, 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 many years ago. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That is the promise of the Father. What was he going to pour out upon all flesh? The Spirit. So when Jesus said, I'll pray the Father that he will send you the spirit of truth, he was not just praying a a blind prayer. He knew the scripture. And so the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the promise of the Father. Oh my God. So many generations before they were born. So many generations before Jesus came into the earth. And God knew that the end of all things was going to be the Holy Ghost. The end of that ministry and that assignment of the salvation of men and their restoration in the kingdom of God was going to be fulfilled by the Holy Ghost. So through the prophets, he tells us that I will pour out of my spirit. That is a promise. Ah. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Before the end of this Holy Ghost convention, may you prophesy. I said, may you prophesy. Can I tell you something? If you don't prophesy, you have no you are, you are misusing and underutilizing the Holy Spirit. Some of us have become so stiff. We don't learn to flow in the Holy Ghost. Open up yourself. Accept the truth of the Holy Ghost and flow in Him. Flow in Him. We have become so prejudiced that sometimes when we are even in a place of prayer, we are in the presence of God, we are more aware of our environment than Him speaking to us. So when we are praying, sometimes our minds are on so many things and sometimes I don't want to fall or somebody's falling or something. Some of us maybe our clothes, I don't want to get my clothes dirty. Hey, this is my favorite clothes. I want to come and impress Joe boy and i cannot afford for it to get dirty because after close of church church would have closed but your boy will still be there so instead of allowing the holy ghost to minister in you and through you because sometimes when the holy ghost begins to minister in you and through you it begins to minister to you he may even he may even take you prostrate on the ground because he shows you the majesty the majesty of god nobody will ever see god in semblance and keep standing 
if you have ever encountered the Lord, you go down prostrate, down on your knees, flat on your face. Because you realize that how great it is. Oh, many years ago, whilst I was in the senior high school, when I just started getting to know the Spirit of God, oh my God, the Holy Spirit's influence, that sweet influence of the Holy Ghost, is if you have never encountered him that way, you will not understand what I'm sharing with you. But there's a place where God brings you to in your walk with him, where you begin to experience what Bishop that calls the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit. He's around you, he's ministering to you. Nobody is hearing him, but you are hearing him. Nobody is feeling him, but you are feeling him. You are walking on the streets and you can you literally sense he's there with you, talking to you. You wake up in the morning, you sense his presence. You are going through the day, he's speaking to you. You are studying the word of God, you are having encounters with him. It is a sweet relationship. There is a place that God wants every one of his children. That is what the apostle Paul calls the communion of the Holy Ghost, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. He knew what he was talking about. God wants us to come to a place where we are two fellows and one ship with him. His presence is with us and our presence is with him. And there is a mingling. There is an intercourse. We are crossed. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. Where you don't just know him by his presence through the word, but you sense him, you know him. There's a knowing that you can have of the spirit of God. Oh, where his voice becomes so real to you. His presence becomes so real to you. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's no more just a subject matter to you. You know him as a person. You know him as a, his, by his presence. You know him. You know him. You know him. You know him. Oh, Oh, Moses desired to have a certain encounter. He said that if Lord, oh, your presence does not go with us, carry us no hands. And and the Lord said, I will let my presence go ahead of you. He said, the Lord, if indeed I have found favor in thy sight, show me thy glory. What he didn't know was that the Holy Spirit was the very glory of God. The Bible says that, oh, he said, I cannot show you my face because if I see, you see my face, you will die. You will die. I will tell you why he would have died another day. But then I'll put you in the cleft of a rock and I'll let my glory pass. That I'll pass before you with my back. The Bible said that when Moses encountered God that way, my goodness, uh, he fell down in worship uh, and he began to confess uh, and began to speak things. Why? He had encountered the presence in a way that was beyond understanding. Listen to me. If you are lacking revelation in the word of God, you are lacking revelation in your work with God, it's because you are not having intimacy with the Holy Spirit intimacy with the Holy Spirit. If you are constantly discouraged by natural circumstances, you are constantly discouraged by situations all around. You are constantly discouraged by what others are saying. People who do not have a picture, who cannot tell what to happen in the next second, how much more tell your future. You are discouraged by what they say is because you are not hearing from the one that you should be listening to. He knows tomorrow. He knows tomorrow. And when you have intimacy with him, he reveals himself to you. Jesus said that he will show you things to come. He said, this spirit I'm talking about, he will tell you tomorrow. He will show you things to come. And how well will you not be confident when you know how tomorrow looks like? When you know what tomorrow looks like. 
the Holy Spirit, that precious Spirit of God. Jesus prayed him. And before Jesus would pray him, the Father had promised him. He was the promise of the Father to us. The promise of the Father to us. Glory to Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 1 verse 4, Jesus mentions him again. And about they being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Why should they not go from Jerusalem? The gospel needs to be preached. He said that, yes, it needs to be preached, but there's somebody that needs to come to you. There's something that needs to happen to you that is more important because without that encounter, you cannot preach the gospel effectively. Said so they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which says, You have heard of me. Many Jesus have told them about it. It has not been recorded that He told them all we had recorded is that He said, I'll pray the Father that He will send you the Holy Spirit. It was not recorded that He said that the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father, but probably had been teaching them because He taught them the scriptures. He taught them from the book of Joel. How do I know? Because when the Spirit of God came. Peter also made reference to that same scripture. So by that, I know that that was the promise of the Father. When the Father promised, in the book of Joel, chapter number 2, verse 28. Acts chapter 2, verse 33. Peter preaching over here. He said, Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted, having received of the promise of received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. Which you now see and hear. And when you study the context, he made reference to the scriptures I'm sharing with you. So, the Holy Spirit has been given to us. Why was he given to us? For kingdom service. For the work of the ministry. My message today is titled, The Purpose of the Holy Spirit is Kingdom Service. It's Kingdom Service. It's Kingdom Service. You see, he is a principal source of power for ministry for the believer and for the church. The Holy Spirit, he is the number one principal source of power for ministry, for kingdom service, for the believer and for the church. What is the ministry I've already shared with you to make known Jesus and his teachings regarding the kingdom of God through every means possible and to all creatures to, uh, at the very ends of the earth. Global evangelization. You know, when I started meditating on these things, I realized that global evangelization, what is global evangelization? Penetrating everywhere, every language, every people, every tribe across the face of the earth is supposed to be every Christian's burden. Every Christian's burden, global impact of the world, that everybody on the earth will hear about Jesus Christ. Everybody on the earth will hear about the kingdom of God. It's supposed to be the burden of every believer. Something that you are praying about, something that you are looking for opportunities to give to. Something that you are looking for opportunities to partake in when necessary that God will send you forth to go and share the eternal gospel with somebody at the ends of the earth. It's supposed to be something that every believer is entangled with. Listen to me. Let's stop that selfish lifestyle, humanistic lifestyle, where we are just interested in our four corner worlds. 
Where we are just interested in what we'll eat, what we'll wear, what we'll drink, who we'll marry, how many children we'll give birth to, and what car we'll drive in. No, we need to be focused on the eternal gospel. You see, that is why sometimes even you have believers and we are engaged in the most unthinkable of things. Why? Because our hearts and our focus have been shifted from what is really important and relevant. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. After Jesus had resurrected, the Bible said, this is what he said. Jesus came and he spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. I have conquered. I have conquered. I died and I went to hell. And I conquered over there. Now, power has been given to me in all the realms of existence in heaven on earth and underneath the earth. Now it is time for you to work. Why? Because I have done my work, prepared the grounds, made everything available for you to also step out there. So he says in verse 19, go ye therefore. Anybody who understands English realizes that the word therefore means that it's a consequence of something that has happened. If I say therefore, you should be asking me, what did I say? What did I say before for me to use the word therefore, right? So he says, I go ye therefore. Why? Because I have received all authority in heaven and on earth. Now, I've done one side of the work. The rest is up to you. The rest is up to you. That means that that is purpose and assignments for you and I. Go ye therefore and teach how many people? All nations. Can you give me the NIV of that scripture, just that, that, that verse, and then we'll come back to the King James Version. You see, the NIV actually translates it much better. Teach all nations, it can be deceptive. Because the real meaning over there that should be translated uh, is disciples. And make disciples of all nations. Nations who? The word nations is from the Greek word ethnos, means people groups, people groups. In other words, so if you are a group of lawyers, you are a people group, you are connected by something similar. Do you understand me? If you are a group of surveyors, you are connected by something similar. If you are a group of accountants, maybe you are, let's take it out of the professional world, now we are professional nations. We can also come to a group of people who are connected by maybe gender. So you are in a place where you are all women. You are a nation. Or let's say language. You are a nation. So the concept of nations is not just about countries. The concept of nations is talking about people groups who are linked by something similar. So when God says that going to all nations, it is not to be seen as just countries, but people groups. So God sends us to nations. God sends us to nations. The company that you are working with, you are bound by the, by the fact that you are all working in that company. It's a nation over there that he says that go and make disciples over there. When we understand this, we realize that every one of us should be cell leaders. Every one of us should have people that we have won, that we are discipling. What does it mean to disciple? It means to train that person to become like you. To train that person to pick up the character of Christ. That's why uh, Apostle Paul will say that, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Because he's following Christ. If he wasn't following Christ, it's not to be imitated. That means that if you are not following Christ... You don't attempt discipling because you are supposed to be a disciple before you can become before you can make disciples. 
Disciple all nations. Make students of them. Some of us, if we are going to pick up this commission, we realize that even now, oh, some of us say, oh, I'm so busy with my work. That is a good opportunity because you are not doing the work alone. You have people in the workplace with you. So you have to send the evangelism, the outreach into that workplace. If you realize that your work takes you from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you cannot even get time to come to church or join the evangelistic outreach of the church. Don't just say that, oh, I'm sending my money. How much money can you send to save a soul? It is no money that saves souls. It is the preaching of the gospel. He said that it pleased God that through the foolishness of preaching, he might save them that are lost. Through the foolishness of preaching, what is preaching? Proclaiming, saying something, speaking. Everybody, listen to me. Your mouth must open. Your mouth has been quiet for too long. And because of that, the kingdom is suffering. The kingdom is suffering. Why? Because our mouths have been shut. We are not telling people enough. We are not telling people enough. We are not telling people enough. We are supposed to be proclaimers of Jesus, making disciples of the people, communicating to them in where that they can understand, so that they can appreciate our Jesus and they can appreciate our message and they can appreciate our kingdom. Oh, I don't know how to speak English. He didn't say speak English. Do you know that these words that Jesus was speaking, they were not in English? This is English translation. So he wasn't speaking English. He was speaking his local dialect. Hebrew. You see, please. You see, because you don't know how to speak the language, you think I'm pretending. But I'm telling I'm speaking Hebrew right now. <laughs> Who can speak Hebrew by here? Better. If you can speak English, Hebrew like you, I'll just go and say that your Hebrew is different from my Hebrew. <laughs> so it is not about your fluency in English language. No. But your willingness that God used me. That I want to be obedient to the heavenly call, to the heavenly vision. To make Jesus known. Matthew chapter 24 verse number 14. Verse 20 of Matthew 28 would have told you that teaching them to observe. So teaching them when you have made disciples. Or do you now you teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo and surely that's the NIV. I am with you always. Even to the very end of the age. King James says lo I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world. You see how committed he is to the message. So he ties himself to anyone who ties himself to the gospel to the ends of it. Say, ah, and then when everything is said and done, I'm still there with you, bouncing with you. Matthew 24, verse 14. He says that, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world. Where? How many parts of the world? All the world. Then the end shall come. For a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. This gospel of the kingdom of God shall be preached everywhere. So, you see, if I say our mouths are shut, I'm just telling you, we need to speak more. 
We need to share more, tell more, find opportunity to speak more. Please stop all that. Let's let's humble ourselves. We have we have allowed petty squabbles amongst ourselves to inhibit and slow down our advancement in what God has called us to. And that is what the devil does. He brings strives, jealousies, envies, arguments amongst us. So at the end of the day, when you are supposed to be praying and dreaming about how God is going to use and strategizing, you are busily thinking about what did that person say to me? Did he mean something? Something. No, maybe he has said something about me. Maybe he wants to tell me something. And then you realize that that same time, because God will not manufacture any additional time for you. The same 24 hours is what you still need to use to 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 to, to, to do your squabbles and striving and still come and preach the gospel. So if you replace one with another, the other is hindered. The other is hindered. Every one of us. Listen to me, Jesus is coming very soon. The end is near. And the opportunities that we have, we are being closed gradually. It needs a sense of urgency. A sense of urgency. A sense of urgency. And can't you see how wild the devil is? Now we are all battling so much, even to put away our phones. We can watch videos, but you, if you remember a few years ago, you did not waste so many hours watching videos. But now you can watch videos. Ah, now some of us is even producing insomnia. We cannot even sleep at night. Because you watch that in a, before you realize 3 a.m. Hey! Responding to text messages and a whole lot of things. Listen, the devil is busily getting us busy because he knows that it's the same time. We pray for discipline. We pray for discipline to cut off certain things and focus on what really matters. All of us. All of us are in it. All of us are in it. If you catch me doing it, that doesn't mean that it's righteous. <laughs> so I say what? All of us are in it. All of us are in it. Tom, we need to circumcise, cut some things off, and go to the field. And say that, Lord, use me. Use me. And don't wait for a church program. Tom wasn't even do the church program. You don't come. Say that today, when I close from work, I'll speak to somebody before I get to my house. I remember those days sometimes when I used to pick a uh, boat trotter from work to the house. Sometimes I'll intentionally alight at a bus stop or two further than where I'm supposed to alight, which is close to my house, so that I'll walk the rest of the journey just so that I can share the gospel with somebody or go and visit somebody before I get home. Give us the old Christianity one more time in these areas. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. Acts chapter 1, verse 8 said that to, to the uttermost part of the earth. So we are supposed to be witnesses according to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You notice from Acts, uh, Matthew 24, 14, he said that we, 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 it will be a witness to the nations, the preaching of the gospel, which shall 
Carol Moshia. God will help me. I'm sure we'll be going into that. We are supposed to be witnesses. So the witness means that being a proof producer. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 also mentions witnesses. Luke chapter 24 also mentions witnesses. Why? Who have shared with you who are witnesses? Somebody who provides proof. The more authoritative your proof, the more likely your word will be heard. So God doesn't want us to just go with mere words. So he says that tarry in Jerusalem until you receive what? Power. Because power must back our preaching. Power must back our preaching. And that is the work of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit has been given to us to do ministry, what is the ministry of the Holy Ghost to us in this regard? How is he supposed to help us to do ministry? Number one, he does this by giving boldness to do fearless ministry. To tell you the truth, to do ministry is not easy. To do ministry is not a joke. There are many fears that we have. Fear of inadequacy. Oh, maybe I can, I will not be able to explain the thing well enough. I'm so shy. Those are fears of inadequacy, internal fears, internal turmoils. Oh, some of us, because we have lived a certain kind of life, or we have done certain things, so we are, we, we feel shy. You see, those are internal fears. Fear that we are not adequate. Fear that uh, we are not even worthy to share. Well, I've not, I've not lived well enough. How can I go and be preaching to another person? So, the Holy Spirit must come and topple that fear and give you boldness to step out. Fear of rejections. Hey, if he will insult me if I go and pray to him. You see, all of those things are things that, that the enemy throws at us. Rejections. Hey, maybe when I stand in front of and I try to speak the tree, I will make mistakes, so I will chew my tongue. Oh, fears. So, those are internal things. And sometimes, fear of financial lack. Some of us, when the Lord says that, stop everything and go and pray the gospel. Yeah? Yeah? How am I going to get food to eat? My God, I have some wild business idea. If I'm able to hit it, eh, my God, and then God says that, ah, I want your time. But at the same time, you should be doing that business idea. So fear of financial frustrations. Fear. So some people have been called to give more attention to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to preaching the gospel, to discipling people, to following up on people, to helping people get to know the Lord. But then there's a fear of financial depreciation. Some of us have been called to come and serve God with our time in the house of God. And yet fear. So we need the Holy Spirit to topple over that fear. Tonight, the Holy Ghost is destroying a certain fear that you have. A certain limitation that is stopping you. In the name of Jesus Christ, be delivered of that fear now. Some of us fear of persecution. Fear that people will start attacking and insulting us. Ah, don't you see the way they attack pastors and preachers on social media? And you go and read it. Say, hey, me na me cancer see me. So sometimes even you hear, oh, about some gay or lesbian issue, and you want to comment about it, but you are afraid that if I drop this, people will come and be attacking me and insulting me. Fear of persecution. Fear of persecution. All of these things are fears that fight against us. So what has the Holy Spirit Spirit been sent to do? To give us boldness to overpower these fears and to preach the gospel. 
You study the scripture from in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse number 1 to the verse number 14. The Bible tells us that the Spirit of God finally came on the day of Pentecost. And then the Bible says that the Spirit of God was upon the believers in the upper room as clothing tongues of fire. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Bible says that while this was going, it was like a noise in the atmosphere. And within that season, there were a lot of Jewish proselytes and many Jews from different parts of the world that had gathered in Jerusalem to come and celebrate Pentecost. So they heard a certain noise coming from a certain location. How can 120 people in one room be able to make so much noise that it will reach you? And they didn't have PA systems by, by then. So the noise that was being, that's why we pray that prayer. Send the whistle of the Spirit of God because that noise was not a natural noise. I don't know how much voice Peter had. That was, and then it's to travel to cycle. No, it wasn't a natural noise. It was something that was being carried by the Spirit of God. You see, that's why I talk about revival. When the Holy Ghost comes and begins to move like a whistle, he moves in the air. Ah, it's called air power. You know why sometimes we can stand on the pulpit and we declare a word and somebody standing over there will be healed? It's the Holy Ghost power. It's called air power. He travels through the air. It's air power. Oh my God. When we begin to, that's why we need to evangelize. Oh. The more we evangelize, the more we release air power. Release air power. So before long, a, a community that was resistant to the gospel is subdued. We have released so much air power into the place that the demons have run away and they have said, take the people, take the people, take them to church. Take them to church. Air power. Air power. So they heard and they started coming. When they came, they heard something. Libili, 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 libili. Hey, these people, 9 a.m. in the morning and they are drunk like fishes. Uh, look at them. Some started making mockery of them. Some started laughing at them. You see, that tells you that they, they, Bible days are like our day today. When we are speaking in tongues, you know that people in the other houses, in the, sometimes they, they mock us. They mock us. Even though I saw a video, and um, believers were on a certain park praying. And I see some footballers too. They were dancing to their tunes. What were they doing? Mockery. They were mocking us. So, Bible days and today, they are not different. Those people were there back then. Then look at them, drunkards, non-serious people. And then the Bible says something spectacular happened. For me, it was spectacular. Bible says in the verse number 14, that Peter standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, be it known this day of what to you and akin to this word. Now, this was the one when he was told that he was accused, what accused or he was confronted that this man was with Jesus. He denied Jesus how many times? Three times. And now when Jesus was not even around, he got up. Why? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost had broken all the fears, broken all the limitations. And now the one who was so timid got up in boldness and said, hey, the Bible tells us in that meeting, 5,000, how many people? 3,000 people give their life to Christ. Meaning there were more than 3,000 people over there. But yet, he was so timid that before a little girl and a few people, he, was, he denied Jesus Christ. But when the Holy Ghost came upon him, 
power came boldness came he said hey everybody listen to me maybe you are here you think you are too shy to pray the gospel you need the holy ghost and thank god that you don't just need the holy ghost you have the holy spirit if you're a child of god glory to jesus so he gives boldness to preach the gospel peter was fearless listen to me the, when the holy spirit comes upon you you become bold as a lion Whenever you are going out and you feel you are afraid, just go and spend some time in a corner, speak in tongues very fast, activate the Holy Ghost in you. Raka no moshaya kapa, rada basotelia. The Bible the righteous are as bold as a lion. Holy Ghost power rise up within you. My God, when you meet anybody, you look at the person square and say, I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ. If you don't give your life to Jesus, your sins will take you to hell. You look the person eyeball to eyeball without fear. Without fear. And while the person is looking at you, the power will be transmitted through your eyes and through your words. The person will break down before you weeping and crying. I've seen people crying when I went out to preach the gospel and I wondered what did I tell them? What did I say? What did I say that touched them so much? In fact, the time that I've had people breaking down and crying at the time that I thought I didn't preach well at all. You know, sometimes you go, it's as though you're, you don't know where you are, what you are saying. Your, words are, are, I say, your mouth is full of saliva and water. Everything is all, all over. Your, you don't even know which message you are sharing with them. Huh? And the one that I prepared, no, they just said, okay, next, what do you have to say again? <laughs> but the one I lose as though my mind was, I was all over the place. One gentleman in Katanga Hall in Kenya yesterday was like, he keeps talking about the love of God. The love of God. What is so? Then the guy broke down. A Katanga, a Katangi broke down and crying in front of a skinny, smallish young man. Just because the gospel was upon my lips and the Holy Ghost was there to empower me. To look at the gentleman and say, without fear, give your life to Jesus. God loves you. God loves you. He comes to embolden us to fearlessly preach the gospel. Fearlessly preach preach the gospel. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 to 33. The Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaking where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with who? The Holy Ghost. And they speak the word of God with what? Boldness boldness so that is the ministry of the holy spirit he comes from powers with boldness you read the subsequent verses and you see how much power begins to manifest in their lives so the holy spirit comes to embolden you so that embolden us so that we'll go out if you are not preaching the gospel with boldness you are misusing the holy spirit don't think that the holy spirit is just there to heal your sickness and to give you miracle money and to no no those are can i tell you something those are secondary benefits of the holy Spirit. in every matter of uh, etiology or purpose there's primary and there's secondary primary means that the original this is the original this is the source matter this is the very purpose so the primary purpose of the holy spirit is for the work of the ministry secondary purpose is our miracles healings open doors connecting to our destiny helpers and our marriage, our husbands and our wives and all of those things. But you see, the church has seems to turn the thing upside down. So when we come for Holy Ghost Convention, what we are waiting, what are we looking for? Oh, come and prophesy to me. I need a word. I need a word. Man of God, give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. Yes, you receive a word. But I just want you to know that that is 
a byproduct. The prime product is to empower you to stand for Jesus Christ, to be who God has called you to be. That is the prime product. That is the prime product. Anybody in the manufacturing knows that, that there's a difference between the main product, the prime product, and then there's a byproduct. Byproducts. All these other things. The healing. Like somebody's being healed right now. Oh, you have been having certain sensations in your in your heart. Region. I don't know whether it feels as though it's fear or something, but the Holy Spirit just healed you right now. You are just made every which will be free right now. I said be free right now. I said be free right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's byproducts. But for the one who will rise up today and say that, Lord, use me, you have actually taken hold of the prime products. That is the real purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Let me conclude on this note for tonight. There's still so much that I want to share with you, but I'm going to trust God that within the next uh, few days we'll complete everything that the Lord has prepared for us to hear this day. But how does he empower us? How does he uh, equip us for ministry? He imparts, imparts gifts and calls us into spiritual ministries and offices. When you look at the church, there are Three main structures that you see. There are offices. That's what we call the fivefold ministry. And then there are ministries that are operating in the church. That's where God empowers certain people to do certain things in the house of God. And then there's also a work of the Holy Spirit in terms of gifts, spiritual gifts. So he empowers us with these spiritual gifts for the work of God. Everyone who is a child of God who humble himself and submit himself and have an encounter with the Holy Ghost will be empowered with a gift by which he may be able to minister to other believers. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 7. He said that diversities of gifts by what? The same spirit and that differences of administrations or ministries by the same Lord. Some other versions render it differences of services. So that is what we call stewards or service units or departments where you are working to minister to other believers. And then there are gifts are special anointings that God gives you to manifest the presence. And the, it's called the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Oh, tonight, may God empower somebody to manifest the Holy Ghost. Receive a certain manifestation of a gift, of a certain anointing. I remember uh, sometime, it's, uh, earlier this year, I was with one lady, and uh, as I, I were, were together, we were praying. And then the Lord began to minister to me that he was activating the gift of prophecy in her, a certain an anointing in her. Oh, as she soaked in that prophetic word, soaked in that impartation, the very next day, it started manifesting. She started seeing people and knowing their names and knowing their situations. Tonight, if you allow yourself, the Holy Spirit is going to impart you a certain gifts, a certain anointing. Verse number six. He said, and that diversities of operations by the same God who worketh in all, all in all. Verse seven says that for the, prof- for the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone to profit with all. You see, everyone, listen to me, everyone in the body of Christ has been called to a ministry. What is ministry? Work, service, assignments. The work of God or the work in the house of God is not limited to the pastors, the apostles, the, the prophets, the evangelists, and the teachers. The work of God is for every child of God. Let's put up your right hand. Say, I have I've been called to the work of the ministry. 
Every one of us has been called to the work of the ministry. Every Christian has been called to the work of the ministry. When he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, he was not talking to the apostles. He was talking to the believers. He was talking to you and I. Listen to me. If we don't function in this reality and in this truth, we'll be misfunctioning or more functioning or abusing our own bodies. Your body is a vessel for God to use to fulfill his purposes on this earth. So if you are not fulfilling those purposes, my brother, my sister, you are being used, you are being abused, misused, underused. Your utilization is wrong. Every one of us have been called to do the work of the ministry. And God works through the agency of this fivefold ministry that I've mentioned to you. Tonight, I may not go into the fivefold ministry, but then let's go to Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 10 to the verse number 13. Look at what Jesus Christ came to do. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. He was talking about Jesus Christ. What did he do? He descended into hell. So he that descended now has ascended, and he has gone above all all into the heavens and that he might feel all things and in doing that what did he do he gave some what apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers so these are gifts he gave gifts to men according to the, the scriptures he gave gifts to men these are the gifts that he gave apostles so an apostle a pastor is not an ordinary person your pastor, your apostle, your prophet, your man of God is not just another believer that has been given a title. No. That's what many people miss. That person is a gift from God. Specially called by God and sent to you. So, just like you cannot choose, he said, I'll give you what? Shepherds after my own heart. So, it's God who appoints to every believer their pastor and their shepherd. God appoints to every believer the one whom he has prepared as a gift and sent to that person. So as I stand over here and I'm sharing, I'm teaching you, no matter your pedigree in life, I am God's gift to you. When you reject me, you've rejected the gift of God. And then you'll be crying that God, give me a gift. Give me a gift. Give me a gift. No, he'll tell you that I sent you a gift. You did not recognize. That is why the Israelites, the Jews were going to be really in trouble. Why? Because he sent a gift, Jesus Christ, to them. They did not recognize Jesus. They did not recognize Jesus. So Jesus said, any, oh dear, any city that you go in and they reject you, it will not be easy for them. Say so it will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than them. War unto Chorazin. So, they are gifts. So, if you get the blessed privilege to be called into the work of the ministry, you are a gift that God has sent to people. You are a gift of God. So, you value your ministry. Paul said, I magnify my office. I magnify my office. The authority I have over you is not an authority that is self self-made uh, or self-applied. No. It is God-given. It is God-given. 
So he gave gifts to men, which are the apostles, pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers. The Bible says, uh, and he, verse number 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Give me up to verse number 13, please. Uh, for the perfecting of the saints. So we all come to the unity of the faith and for the knowledge of the uh, and of the knowledge of the Son of God and unto a perfect man and unto the measure of the full of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now give me these same scriptures, verse number eleven to verse number thirteen in the amplified version. In the amplified version, I just want to point out something to you so that you understand that listen to me, the work of ministry, everybody look at me. In the book of Second Corinthians, chapter number five, he tells us that he has given unto us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. What is ministry? Ministry means work. It means a service. It means an assignment. So the word over there is from uh, diaconia. It's the same word that is translated for waiters. Where work that waiters do, servants. So he says he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So there's a ministry that he has given to the believers. There's an assignment, a work that he has given to every child of God. Now he makes reference to this over here. And, and his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us. Is the Amplified Version expands it. And it says that some to be apostles who are special messengers. Maybe I may make time tomorrow to talk about the fivefold ministry. Should I do that? So that I'll explain the work and the assignment of the fivefold ministry. Because sometimes we think that we know the fivefold ministry, but some of us we mistake certain things. Glory to Jesus. So maybe tomorrow, God willing, I may go into those areas. So apostles who are special messengers, some prophets inspired preachers and expounders. So you see, a prophet is not the one. Ah, sister, sorry. No. <laughs> a prophet is a teacher and a preacher. So, <laughs> glory to Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> a prophet, go through the Bible. Those other things are gifts of the Spirit that are given to complement. So if any prophet uh, stops doing the work of preaching and teaching and focuses on the gifts, then he's actually focusing on the thing that has been given to complement what he's supposed to do and not doing what he's supposed to do. So imagine... I know you have need to. I know some of you are waiting, want me to speak a word into your life. But no, that is the byproduct. What I'm doing, teaching you right now, this is the real. I'm now I'm prophesying to you right now. As I'm prophesying to you right now, this is the byproduct. Oh, I know next year by this time, some of you will be sending me messages from you. I'll tree. I know next year by this time. Ah, now the church is coming alive. <laughs> My God, look at that. I just saw a sparkling golden round thing. Somebody's ring has just been released. Yeah. Your marital destiny has been opened. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Yes, it is beautiful. So, he says that the prophets are inspired preachers and expounders. Some evangelists who are preachers of the gospel traveling. Let's go on. Mm -hmm. Traveling missionaries.
pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. Now, so I said, I'll do that tomorrow. So let me go to the verse number 12, which is my main. He said, his intention was for the perfecting and the full equipping of his saints, his consecrated people. The word perfecting means maturing, maturation. So what I'm doing right now is actually helping you to mature, to grow up. He said that receive with meekness the engrafted word of God which is able to save your soul. He said desire the sincere milk of the word that you may do what? Grow thereby. So anytime you are receiving the milk of the word of God, automatically you start growing. Anytime you receive. The problem is that sometimes we come to church and we don't receive. So as I'm talking right now, someone is just waiting for the prayer session so that I will prophesy to you. So you did not receive the word of God. And because of that, you remain a spiritual babe. That's why chickens will be changing in your dream. I stopped dreaming those dreams many, many years ago. I don't remember the year I stopped dreaming those dreams. A cockroach, a masquerade appeared to me. I'll also yarn you back. Those days I'll wake up and start shaking and put the Bible that my mother has taught me to put under my pillow. No, I start looking and then start reading Psalm 35. Fight against those who fight against me. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Mm. And now, so, ah, I'll go back to sleep. Ah, even if I've decided to pray that time, I'll say, no, this will, I won't be because of you, I won't pray. I'll shift the prayer time so that you don't think that I'm praying because of you. Somebody said, uh, he's going to deal with me. He's, going to, he's from Volta region. He's going to deal with me. He's giving me up to Thursday. And then, uh, my daughter be was like, uh, Papa, when sleep, it will come to me before it come to you. And then I was going to pray about it. I said I was going to deal with it. As I, was going to, I said, ah, I won't pray about this. If, Lord, I die because of the service, it's unto you. It's because, it means that you are weak. You are weak. You cannot protect your own. I changed the prayer topic. started praying for souls. It's been how many years now? I've been about four or five years now. I'm still here. The person, I don't know where the person has gone to again. Listen to me. Maturing. Be mature. You know, some, some, if you walk with me, you will be very calm. You know, if you walk with me, because there's no news that you tell me that I will say, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. You can, you can, can no. That you will be very calm. You walk with me. Because I have built some capacity. I've built some capacity. Hey, my mother, when the last girl had passed that, and my mother, he has to pray. I said, Mommy, calm down. Why? What are you doing? On the phone, I was talking to my own mother. I said, I'm calm down. And then I was kind of fool. You have called me now. You are supposed to listen to me. Somebody's dying. No, no maturing. I've built myself in the word of God. It didn't, it's not just, I'm not just being careless. It's my, something, I've built some stamina. Now, if we hear bad news right now, oh my God, the chairs everywhere. Everywhere. I don't know how it will happen, but I know God is able. I don't know how it will happen, but I know God is able. I don't see the way I pray for people who are not feeling well. No, no, no. You cannot die when I lay hands on you. No, 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 no. Except you have decided that you are going to die. Why 
does this man have this great boldness? It's because of this verse 12. For the perfecting, I've gone, I've allowed the men of God that God sent me, their words, I've listened to words by Pastor Chris or Yakilome. Oh my God. And the words have built me up. I've done further study of the word of God from Paul, Apostle Paul. I've received the word of God from fathers. The scriptures allowed them to work in me. The problem is that sometimes we don't allow the word to pass through us. The word passes through one ear and goes throughout the other ear. Somebody doesn't even know the first scripture that I shared today. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeshua. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So, it, it becomes, it takes you a longer time to get where you are supposed to get to. It takes, I'm telling you the truth. We have to go back home. When I close from Sunday service, I leave the church sometime after two or three. And I go back home, I pick my notebook again, and I start trying to go through the verses that I learned. That's what helped me to know a lot. I never did that scripture memorization thing, or no. It's just about going back to what I've done and then meditating on them, trying to find out why he connected this scripture to this point. And then I also started finding my new points out of that. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Somebody celebrate Jesus Christ. All right, let me just end this quickly. His intention was for the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. Now, you equip people for what? For work that they are supposed to do. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? So, equipping the saints is consecrated people that they should do. Who should do? Who should do? The saints, the people, his consecrated people. Are you part of God's consecrated people? Then you are supposed to be doing something. And what are they supposed to do? The work of what? Ministering. So the work of ministry is actually every Christian's work. And I've shown you what the work of ministry is. He has given us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. And so that when we are all doing the work of ministering towards building up of what? What are we building up? What are we building up? Can we get the last part of that scripture, please? Building up Christ's body, the church. So everybody, if the if overcomes nation, it's going to be a very solid ministry. Everybody must start working. Everyone must start working. And make sure that your work doesn't destroy. Be intentional that your work doesn't destroy. Your work doesn't doesn't push somebody away. That's why he he teaches us that let our words be seasoned with salt so that whatever we say it will be for edification and not for breaking. Sometimes we are unaware but now he said that we should be intentional and become aware and make ourselves aware. So the way I'm communicating some of you sometimes even on a WhatsApp page, the way you communicate, it's, it, you see, it's people, it will turn somebody off. It will turn somebody off. Be conscious about your communication. I'm not saying that don't communicate. No, do communicate. If you don't communicate, it also turns people off. 
but then be intentional that how you are going to communicate on that group platform is going to be a blessing to the one you are communicating to or to all those that you are communicating to. You are having a meeting. You meet one another. How are your words ministering to one another? It's for building up. Listen to me. I mentioned Reverend Chris Oyakilome, but you see, the truth is that it wasn't only Reverend Chris Oyakilome whose words built me up. No. A lot, and in fact, most of the work was done by the brethren that I surrounded myself with. Because we're all like-minded. So we used to have second service and third service. So when the church closes, me and my people, we are going, then we are, we are as though we are walking home, then we get stuck at the junction. And we start sharing scriptures, sharing words, sharing things. And, oh my God, by the time you go, you are full of fire. And then so, when you go home, your motive for going home is going steady the word and do some prayers so that when you meet tomorrow, you have the, you'll be the one the freshest revelation. And so by that, we're building each other up. Building each other up. Building each other up. Let me tell you something. People don't grow in church just by the pastor's preaching. They grow by the joint ministry of everyone who is a part of the group. By the joint ministry. So if somebody is to come to this church and the person is supposed to come on fire and start speaking and flowing the Holy Ghost, it's not just the pastor's anointing. No, your fire her fire, his fire, the fire all together, together with the fire from the altar, my God. When the person gets in, in just a matter of weeks, the person enters and the people see the person and say, ah, and you're winner now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, bad girl. Okay, oh see. I don't know if the way you know what's up for mommy. It's because some, the person has fallen into a certain fire. May God set you on fire that can impart other people without fire. May God use us to build a church. May God use us to touch lives. May God use us to establish his purpose upon the earth. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, Father, use me. Say, Father, fill me with the fire of the Holy Ghost that can touch another person. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Begin to pray right now. Pray for the fire of the Holy Ghost to bring you on fire to set you on fire even in these end times lift up your hands, lift up your voice everybody for the next three minutes lift up your voice, begin to pray now Lord, set me on fire set me on fire set me on fire for the building of the body of Christ let my ministry bring up the ministry in another person let me build your church Set me on fire, Lord. Set me on fire, Lord. Mandala bakutaya, rabadaba shandele belebe kutaya. Mamba soto loboshetia, lebelebe kutaya. Mashato lebriadaya. Cause me to be a builder and not a destroyer. Cause me, oh God, to be a giver of life and not a killer. Mashatelebia, rabido shendele belebe. Help me, oh God, to this. To discover my place, to discover my place, to discover my ministry, to discover my calling. Rebe shotolo bokotaya, mandele belebe katata, ipalua tesuote, libala batosa, lama shatele bokotaya. Come on, one more minute. You want to lift up your voice? Pray that Lord use me, set me on fire. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost, satole bokotaya, fill up my bones. Fill up my heart, fill 
up my members. Rabasho tolobo kutaya. Mambelebelebe kusala. Ipaluate. 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 Rabalo shapinaha. Mambelebe kutusia. Aswandenene kutaka. Labano shapia. Lebelebe kusiata. Come on, 30 seconds more. Let your voice arise in prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lift up your hands right now. The spirit of the Lord is here right now to fill you with his power. I hear in my spirit fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Lift up your voice and say, God, give me fresh fire. Father, give me fresh fire. Pray as hard and as fast as you can. There's fresh fire in this place. There's fresh fire in this place. Feel this church with fresh fire. Manifest gifts. Manifest ministries. Manifest callings. Manifest anointings. That will touch the world. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Fresh fire. Someone say fresh fire. Fresh fire. Say, Father, Father impart me impart with fresh fire. fresh fire. That will destroy, destroy every, fear every fear and every limitation. Every limitation. That, will that will cost me to walk, walk. in my calling. My say, oh God, oh God, impart me with fresh fire, with fresh anointing, with fresh grace. That will cost me to be a blessing to my world. In the name of Jesus. Pray one last time right now. Clap your hands and pray. Fresh fire is in this place. Come on, clap your hands and pray for fresh fire to fill your heart. Oh, John Wesley said, I set myself on fire, and the whole world came to watch me burn. When you're on the fire by the Holy Ghost, He causes men to come to you, He causes men to come to you. You will not destroy the church. You will build the church. You will build the body. You edify the body. The body of Jesus Christ. The church of the Lord. And you are maturing. Becoming stronger in spirit. Stronger in spirit. Stronger in spirit. And by your strength in the spirit. You subdue nations. Subdue people. Bring them into compliance to the ministry, to the vision, to the word of the Lord. Hey. 
something in my spirit and to the end that God is sending people into nations into nations into nations I hear in my spirit that the Lord is anointing people to take over nations receive this anointing right now receive this anointing right now receive this impartation right now receive that impartation now Many times, some of us come to church, and when we hear some of these words, our our eyes and our minds are on certain people that we think that oh, they are the ones who are ojashos. But the Lord is saying that there are people that you least expected, that you did not even think of yourself as worthy. Is that you are the one that is anointing? Amen. You are the one that is empowering. Amen. You are the one that is sending forth Amen. and is lifting you up and building you up in such a time as this, so that you be a voice in nations, Amen. a fire across nations, Amen. a fire across nations, Amen. a fire across nations. Across nations. Receive that grace now. Receive it. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Oh, lift up those hands to the Lord. And receive that anointing. Receive that grace. Receive that enablement. Receive that empowerment of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That God will use you. Listen, in such a meeting, everybody should be desirous. Don't get like a dicica. Nobody's anointed enough. There's always room for more. There's always room for more. There's always room for more. Oh, I don't know, but I saw what looks like a basin containing fresh water and it was being poured from heaven, being poured from heaven, being poured from heaven. Tonight, the Lord sent me for just some one person over here who God said that he's pouring floods of water on you is a flood, a flood of grace, a flood of fresh Fresh water, a flood of fresh fire. Mashalego shabrandelege sotaya. Mendelebe, right now receive this impartation. Receive this impartation. Receive this impartation. Receive this impartation of grace to become a voice, a voice across the nations of the earth. Oh. 
we give you praise. We give you glory. Lift up your hands everywhere. Yes. The outpouring of the Spirit is over your life right now. It's over your life right now. It's over your life right now. Thank you, Jesus. Nandala bashakatala bradigo shandala brahas diandaya. Soak in that fresh presence, that fresh anointing. God is going to use you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. That is it right now. There's an outpouring in this place. There's an outpouring in this place. I want to close, but the Lord keeps speaking this in my spirit. That there's somebody that he's releasing into a new dimension of manifestation. Into a new dimension of manifestation. And you least expected that you'll be the one. But you are the one that the Lord is anointing. You are the Lord that the, the one that the Lord is empowering. Ah, that is it right now. It's coming like floods. It's coming like a flood. It's coming like a flood. It's coming like a flood. Receive these waters of the Spirit. Mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. Mashakatabayandikatalababaya. I know by just in this area. Sikatana grobe di son talavigas. Zamalu kataneme shetelevigosash. Zemenemeka talamando seti alabagash. Robobo shandolobobo zikalabas. Mandalababa zondolobobosh. Hey, thank you, Lord. Zebra de conchalabe, condolabosh, mandalababa sete, bradigosh. Receive this grace now. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Yes, yes. The waters of grace is in this place right now. The waters, kabalababosh. Receive this grace right now. Zadaba Shandala Babash. We give you praise. We give you glory. It is settled. It is done. Somebody celebrate the Lord right now. We give you praise. God has called you to work for him. And as you submit to the Holy Ghost, it will amaze you how God is going to use you. Don't let your desire for the Holy Spirit just be for material things. Let it be that, Lord, as a vessel, use me, Lord. Father, I pray for your children right now. None of them will miss your purpose in their life. None of them will miss your work in their lives. As I stretch my hands over them, let your hand rest upon them and use them to fulfill your purpose in the name of Jesus Christ the son of the living God somebody give a clap offering to the Lord
One another lower an offering right now, wherever you are, just get a good offering. The offering bag should be on the seat right where you are. You want to honor the Lord, give him a good offering tonight. Whenever you receive God's word that aligns you properly, oh, you honor him with your giving. Precious Father, we send this offering by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. As we give, we receive the blessing of your word. Our lives will never be the same again. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Go ahead and give, go ahead and give. And if you're tired, the songs and don't just come and pick traditional songs as you are being taught the word of God align your songs to the truth of the word of God so the ones you discard you discard you discard but something like this you modify to align with the truth of God's word right awesome celebrate the choir right now amazing celebrate the instrumentalists amazing people amazing people celebrate the ushers they are looking grandiose Beautiful. Celebrate the protocol. Look at my amazing men of God. Celebrate yourself right now. 
celebrate the media team amazing work that they are doing hallelujah we give god praise when we close and we have all gone to sleep the media is still working working sometimes to the wee early hours of the morning hallelujah praise god let's appreciate them amen and amen all right the lord bless you amen and amen hallelujah the lord bless you the lord bless you saturday is going to be a five hour prayer marathon amen and amen it's going to be a five hour prayer marathon hallelujah so saturday in fact i want to push a lot of the we'll be doing a lot of work on saturday in fact starting tomorrow but we will come on saturday so tomorrow we will not will not stay very long so we'll truncate tomorrow at the point that we'll come on saturday and we are going to climax everything on sunday now i ask you to bring your prayer cards how many of you have your prayer cards if you don't have a prayer card lift it up if you don't have your, if you don't have a prayer card lift your hand up the ushers will give you a prayer card do you have a prayer card ushers glory to jesus so you get a prayer those prayer cards are testimony cards i've prayed over them do you understand me so write your prayer points write your prayer points write your prayer points glory to jesus christ and on sunday i'm going to receive everybody's prayer points sunday i'm going to come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel sunday when you see me my face will be like an angel's face hallelujah glory to jesus christ ah, clap it means that today my face looks like okay <laughs> Give a clap of praise to Jesus. I came with angelic anointing. Glory to Jesus. Amen and amen. Tomorrow is going to be very powerful. Tomorrow God will give us more insight. And then we are going to pray. Tonight at 11 p.m., I want everybody to get yourself online. God is doing some amazing fireworks online. Okay, we're having three nights of divine help. Three nights of divine help. Amen and amen. So praise God. And we are doing it online. So I want everybody to make sure you're online. I'm prophesying and praying with people. Glory to Jesus. Lift up your prayer card if you have it. Lift it up right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. How many of you brought your oil as well? You brought a bottle of oil. Fresh, brand new oil that is unopened. Mashakataya. Lift it up. Father, I speak over this request both written and unwritten because the unwritten will be written i declare and i declare that angels minister to every one of these needs in the name of jesus christ and every one of them become testimonies by the power of the holy ghost i release ministering angels that have been assigned to minister to those who are going to be heirs of salvation locate every word that has been written on these prayer cards in the mighty name of jesus christ Somebody, you are coming back without testimony. You are coming back without testimony. You are coming back without testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. It is done in Jesus' precious name. Somebody shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Those oils, lift up the oil if you have it. I'm going to be releasing power into the oil every day. Sunday, I'll tell you what to do. Father, Nakusha Habehena Hastola Geapatas. Let the natural chemistry of this oil be transformed to become a supernatural elixir of the Holy Ghost that brings deliverance, healing, miracles, signs, and wonders. Wherever this oil is applied after it has been deployed, your glory will be made manifest. Thank you, Lord. It is done 
in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And Father, I bless these emblems as we partake in the communion today. Let this bring perfection of healing, settlement in our spirit. Let your glory be made manifest as we partake in the Holy Communion in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Lift up your hands, everyone. I want to pray with you so that as soon as we partake in the communion, then we are off. We are done for today. Precious Father, thank you for the lives of every one of your children here today. Close your eyes as I pray for you. Don't look at anybody. Every one of your children have heard your word today. By your word, they have been directed, uplifted, and empowered for their next level. Let not the enemy steal the word from their hearts. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, the convictions that you gave your children, let them remain. The instructions that you gave to them, let them remain. Let the empowerment that you gave to them, let them remain. Their corrections, let them be acted upon. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I will bless you with the blessings of the word. I bless you with the blessings of the spirit. I bless you by the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon my life. I decree you be the head and not the tail. I declare that 24 hours from today, there will be settlement in your case. I declare that before the end of this fast, God will perfect his word concerning your life. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. In your going out and your coming, you are walking in the blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. The Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face will shine upon you and be gracious unto you in all that you do, in the name of Jesus. You are marked for celebration in the name of Jesus, the son of the living God. Somebody shout and holler a huge amen right now. Celebrate Jesus in this place. God bless you. God bless you. Ushers will lead you. I will direct us from the back as we partake in the communion today. Hallelujah. And it looks as though my stewards have transformed something about the communion. And I'll talk about it. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Give us one a song. To be Thank you, Jesus. One so you break the bread and you partake in it. And as you partake in it, healing is taking place. Deliverance is taking place. And settlement by the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I want to be, I want to be, I want to be one with you in fellowship and communion in the holy of holies. I need, I need an encounter. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.